Welcome to Roll Call for Women's History Month. Uh, I am host investigator Tabitha Wood, and I'm here with my partner, Officer Shelby Tombers, and our special guest is Chief of Police, Crystal Chief of Police, Stephanie Revering. Um, we're very excited to have her on today. And this is co-host Ben Sandell, Communications Coordinator, and this is part two of our discussion with Chief Revering. So growing up then, you always wanted to be a chief like that? No. So I didn't know I wanted to be a chief until I actually got into after being a CSO. So you were in there as a CSO. Totally. Just, I want to be chief. Totally. And, <laughs> and right, look at speak it into existence, yeah, totally, though. Seriously. Right. I mean, really? But then what do you think, right, when you have a CSO now? Like, what if Shelby would have came in and said, I'm going to be chief? You'd all look at her and go, whatever. You know, <laughs> which is kind of what the, which is what they did to me, too. Right. And that's OK, because I would say the same thing to one of our CSOs. Who do you think you are? Right. right. One of those. Who are you to say you're going to be chief? But, you know, I think it's awesome. I mean, it really, truly is awesome if someone now when I hear officers that we are interviewing for applicants and they and we ask them their goals and they say to me that they want to be a I I now say that is phenomenal right because that's exactly what I did however with that said there are a lot of leaders now who had no clue that that's what they wanted to do and they just ended up landing in the position for whatever reason and they're phenomenal leaders probably better than those of us who said they wanted to run the organization as a CSO <laughs> do you um I guess, do you ever have issues with, I mean, I know we talked about a little bit if you say something compared to your deputy chief. Mm -hmm. um, do you have other issues of people, I guess, making comments or, and I hate to put the stereotype out yeah. there, but there's a thing when a female, you know, you're a female in law enforcement and maybe you're a little more confident or whatever. Yeah. Like she's a bitch. Yes. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, is yeah. that... A thing that you have to worry about? Absolutely. absolutely. I guess not worry about because it it's not your problem. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I do. So I'll tell you, and, and you you don't know me that well, right? So, but I'll tell you, you may be able to see that I'm a pretty passionate individual and I'm also very emotional, right? And as, you know, as women, right, what do you always get, right? Wow, you, you're, you're too emotional and you're leading with your emotions, right? And I always, whenever anybody says that to me, Back in the day when they said it, right, 10 years ago when I was a new chief or deputy chief, I would be really like, oh, I wouldn't say anything. I would just be like, okay, well, whatever. Now if someone says that to me because I am more confident in my role and have been a cop for 25 years and a chief for the last 10, I say, what's wrong with that, though? Help me understand what's wrong with me getting emotional. And, and when you say emotional, do you mean because I'm starting to talk faster or my voice is getting raised? I also say to that, well, I am Italian. I talk with my hands a lot. My, my ancestors have talked with their hands for decades and years, and this is just who I am as a person, right? But when a male officer does it, right, they are just being authoritative or they're just trying to get someone, to, right? So they're, I definitely get that. And I, I will tell you recently, um, there was a resident who, and he was an older male resident who was in our lobby. And he came to our window and said, I'd like to talk to, to the chief. My deputy chief at the time happened to be coming out of the bathroom. And I was coming out of the door of our, you know, of my office to go talk to this gentleman. Well, so we basically, he and I meet right there in front of this gentleman. And he turns to, to my deputy chief and he goes, he goes, chief, and he looks at me, and he's my and my deputy chief smiles, and he goes, deputy chief, this is our chief Stephanie Revering, and the guy looks at me, and he goes, no, 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 I I want the male chief, I want I want a male chief, and then I smile, and I said, 
well, you certainly can talk to Deputy Chief Hubbard. And he goes, well, is he in charge? I go, no. <laughs> and he looks at me, he goes, well, who's in charge? And I said, I am. No, no, no. I want the male police chief. So it was it was oh, pretty wow. comical, right? And you have to, yeah. I mean, you have to laugh, right? Because there's, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. And you just move on. And, we always say when they request certain officers, yeah. like it's not Burger King, you know, you get to have it your way. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you get what you get. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's funny. I already knew where that story was at. <laughs> what advice do you have for women listening to this who the obstacle may be that they're intimidated or it just sounds demoralizing to them or, uh, you know, a number of these sort of psychological barriers what what do you have to say? Or what can you say on that? I mean, personally, from my experience, um, I was also in the military. So I guess my experience coming here was a lot different, as in, I would say, our police department. Um, and again, my perspective is small because I've only been with Columbia Heights. Um, but my experience here was a lot different than being in the military, like a lot better. Um, and I mean... Again, there's always going to be issues like Shelby talked about. There's going to be stuff. There's going to be differences. But overall, um, it's not like what you see in the movies. It's not, you know, like your males won't talk to you, male counterparts, and think you can't do anything. And, I mean, and you can't have your nails done or this and that. Because I just want to point out that um, Chief here has her nails done, and they are super cute. So, (laughs) So you can still be a female in this role, and you don't have to change yourself or change your personality. Um, you can be yourself. And I think, again, it's 2022. Things have progressed a long way. There's it's not saying work doesn't need to be done, but we've gotten a long way. And I, I don't think it's like how it's portrayed. And again, that's my perspective here from Columbia Heights. But I would like, I, yeah. I don't know, it sounds like that's the way it is in yeah, Crystal, it, too, compared abs- to when you started. It is. Absolutely, it is. And I'll just say for, for anyone listening who who is nervous or intimidated to to come into this role, especially as a female. I'll just tell you that if it helps anyone listening, I still get nervous when I have to train, right? When I have to do use of force training, firearms training, defensive tactics training, my blood I can feel my blood pressure go up. I can feel my heart rate go up because I'm nervous because you're doing all this in front of your male colleagues or just colleagues in general, and you want to do well. Right. And you don't want to screw up. And you just and even though we carry a firearm every single day on our side, it's still an an awesome responsibility. Right. And and I still get nervous about that. And that's okay. There's no reason to not be nervous about it. You should be nervous about it because this job um, is is an awesome responsibility and you need to make sure you know that. And so if you're nervous about being in the law enforcement, wanting to get into it, that's okay. Uh, just talk, come and talk to me, come and talk to either of these great women, come and talk to anybody in your city that, um, that you're thinking about joining and what it is that you need to know. Right. I also think there will always be other women that are in the career that or have that strong leadership role, even if they're only on the patrol level or whatever it might be. And in my experience, everyone's always happy to help you with that and talk you through what you feel like you're going through. So just remember that. Shelby and I talk a lot. I I love it. I'm glad you guys have it. That's awesome. Awesome. Uh, That was actually something I was going to bring up, though, that you mentioned. Um, That was something we've recently talked about, too, just when you go to different trainings, especially when you have outside agencies. Mm -hmm. And how it's kind of a thing where you just 
like that nervousness because mm-hmm. you feel like more eyes are on you. Whereas, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe it's our own perspective, mm-hmm. but I do feel like there's a little bit of a difference where the guys kind of just weed each other out. You don't really notice it, but yeah. like, or even asking a question. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. I get nervous. Like, are they going to think it sounds stupid yeah, or I'm the same. I'm okay. the same. So we, um, in April is our state chiefs conference. We have an annual state chiefs conference and it's up in Duluth this year. And we usually have anywhere from, you know, 300 to 350, you know, members of the association who are chiefs and deputy chiefs and lieutenants and captains that go to this conference. And obviously, right, there's not that many women. I mean, of those 300 people, maybe 10%, right, or less than that. And so it, it you know, you sit there and you're in the audience, and you're looking around and you see men, right? And you're like, oh. And we actually, as women, uh, every year for the last, well, since I've been going there for the last 15 years, we actually have a, a female dinner night where all of us women actually go out to dinner and all the guys joke and they say, oh, it's, we're going to crash that one year, you know, <laughs> like you can't, you know, it's not just, you know, we're not just trying to exclude. However, we're trying to, you know, because we do have different perspectives and we do want to chat about our experiences and the differences. And so that's why we do it. And it's a good thing. Speaking of that, too, um, I actually had seen the chief speak before at a MOP conference, which is Minnesota Women and Police or Women and Police. Um, It's a great um, organization for female officers that is they do it an annual conference and then they also do activities throughout the year. So it's different female officers from throughout the state that get together, whether they go to a hockey game or they do a painting session or they have the conference and that's another great way. I've gone to a few conferences. They've been amazing, especially the one you've spoke at. I always have loved to listen to you speak. Um, and just having that togetherness with uh, the other females um, and being able to ask your questions and, you know, not feel intimidated or feel nervous or anything like that. You're all together. Um, and some of the same issues that other people have at other departments. And so, again, there's another resource that if you come into this line of work, there are different associations and organizations you can become a part of and be able to ask your questions and getting to know other females in this role. I'm glad you brought that up because that organization is phenomenal. And I'll tell you the the thing that I have noticed about, well, not just that organization, but in general over the last couple of years in law enforcement, that it is okay to not be okay, right? And we need to make sure we tell and tell people that, tell officers that, our teams that, because the, you know, to become vulnerable in front of your colleagues, um, <coughs> it's okay. Um, I have seen more more male officers become more and more vulnerable because of the stress of the job, right? And I think that's becoming more healthy for us to be able to talk about things with one another and the job and the stressors of the job. And we are noticing that the more we talk about the stress of the job, the better it is for our staff. And so that the, you know, Minnesota Women's Police Association is phenomenal. Yes. And that was another thing, actually, that I was thinking about earlier, Um, like talking about going through incidents like that. And I don't know if over the years it's kind of been different when you've been approached maybe about a critical incident. Um, I remember like my first death that I was on and, you know, they're like, are you okay? And you want any food? I'm like, yeah, well, number one, I don't want to eat right now, like not feeling that. And number two, like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, this is part of the job. And I remember recently Shelby had a critical incident and other people kind of came to me and they're like, is she okay? Like, do you think she'll be fine? I'm like, 
there were other people on that too. Like she's fine. Like I, I think she is. You know. Like, Just to be clear, I wasn't making it seem like I no, wasn't. Not at it all. was yeah. definitely a female officer thing. In yeah. My yeah. Opinion. Yeah. They were checking on me. Yeah. 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 Because there were yeah. other people, other males on there, and then it was her, and I had only. They kept approaching me about it too. So you know, I'm like texting her, like, are you, That's are you okay? That's kind of comical yeah. too when you think about it that they're not asking her. Yeah. Right. Like, we that too. Her. I didn't even know that they were until. Tabitha had told yeah. me. I was like, oh, all right. She's like, I'm fine. I was like, I figured because you would have told me otherwise. Yeah. But so I don't yeah. know if you've kind of had. Yes, I definitely have. But, you know, again, right, over the last, I would say, three to five years, this has become more the norm, right, that we are asking one another if we're okay. When I first started, you didn't talk about it, right? I mean, we had several critical incidents when I was on the road that I had that I sat there and went, holy cow, I can't believe I just went through that. And then I'm thinking, well, are we going to talk in my head? Are we going to talk about it is what I'm thinking. And nobody said a word about it. We all so just went about our day. Like the We didn't even have like a debrief yeah. in the roll call room, which is something when I became a sergeant, I said, we're going to start talking about these things. And they all looked at me like, whoa, whoa, whoa. what do you mean? <laughs> right. And it was just a scary thing. Like we don't do that, though. We shove it in, we bring it home and yell at our spouse. That's what we do. <laughs> I said, yeah, that's probably not the healthiest thing. Let's, let's do things different. So it's good. I'm, I'm happy to hear that your officers are actually asking, yes. even though they're not asking yeah. you. But <laughs> they Or asking. the other officers on right. the call. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. When you were talking earlier about the when a man repeats what you say and then it gets more respect and you were kind of laughing it off I, how do you how does that not just frustrate the hell out it does so it does frustrate me very it really does um my husband is a phenomenal sounding board for me and so is so is my deputy chief. i mean they they, it, they really are very supportive and it it does it does it bothers me but I don't know if it's because I've dealt with it for so long that it's just kind of a routine thing that I'm just so used to it. it doesn't make it right, right? I mean, it definitely doesn't make it right, but I have become so used to it that I just, you know, I think talking about it in situations like this and settings like this definitely helps. Um, it's not going to change anything, but it definitely helps to talk about, right? And I don't, I, you know, and again, do I think there's malicious intent, right? I sit back and I say to myself, did this gentleman in his mind say, I, you know, I want to, you know, be disrespectful in this way? No, I don't think so. <laughs> but, you know, in his mind, this is just what he wanted, right? And, but it's, it is a little, it's infuriating. Yeah. It does get frustrating. I remember <laughs> one time, we're on like a search warrant and we found some stuff and I'm like, you know, other people are going through it very fast and just, I'm like, okay, well, I think it was like a burglary. So I'm trying to look at cards and found some credit debit cards belonging to somebody else. So I went to the CSO and I'm like, Hey, do you want to run these? Um, see if we've had any burglaries in the area, which we were able to match them up with and everything else. And we come back and they're like, great work to this guy. And like, just, you did awesome. And you're a CSO and da, 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 da. And he came to me after he's like, I don't know why they're all praising me. I felt so bad. He's like, because that was all you. Yeah. And I'm like, don't worry, it's, used to it. It's okay, we're used to it. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. But it was funny, like, he even acknowledged it. Like, wow, I didn't realize that. Right. But maybe it was an eye-opener for him, too. <laughs> you know, one thing, I mean, I don't know if we have time, but one thing that we didn't touch on, which I think is really important, too, is um, 
Do you think that we as women are harder on other women? And I'll, I'll you don't have to, I'll, I will answer first. Okay. Cause to make you guys, cause you're all both looking at me like, Oh, I will tell you that I think that for me, like I, I recognize that I think that's true. Like I sit back and I say, okay, we have to prove ourselves. Well, why? You know, and I sit back now and say to myself, I can't believe back when I started that I noticed that I was, com- I felt like I was competing with the other females on the department, right? Dumb, really dumb. And I, I look at your two relationship. I'm like, this is so awesome because I too, I had a, a female work colleague of mine that her and I were very close and I loved it. And I never felt that competition with her, but I felt it with for whatever reason. And I don't know if it's because the other female officers were older than I was and they had more experience than I did, but I never had that with a male officer. Like I never felt a competition with them, but for some reason I did with the other older female officers. I would say, I think that kind of is like a thing in law enforcement yeah. with some people and depending like her and I have a very outgoing, bubbly personality that yeah. we talked about. And we're just like, oh, another female, like, come here, like, let's band together. Yeah, <laughs> like, yep, love it. Um, but I know that's not always the case. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is sad, right? I mean, I just, I sit back and go, that's just, it's sad because there's not many females in law enforcement yeah. and we need to stick together. And it does seem like that sometimes. I mean, I've seen other agencies or at other fronts and stuff where, yeah, it's like the competition yeah. like you're talking about. Yeah. And it's it's like there's only one spot for one of us up there and we all can't be up there or right. something. Right. I don't know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I just want to thank both of you for, for inviting me here and allowing me to be here with you because it's been absolutely great. And to your listening audience, I just want to say if you ever need anything in Crystal, please give me a call. Um, I'll just give you my office phone number, which is 763-531-1010. And if you ever need anything in Crystal, but to those of you who live in Columbia Heights, you have a phenomenal police department and phenomenal officers who are sitting here with me today. So thank you again for having me. Thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. Be safe, too.